Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our first guest today is uh, going to be Megan Prescott, and we're going to talk today about helping children deal with loss. Megan Prescott lost her mother and brother within a month of each other at age 19. The daughter of a high school English teacher, Megan used writing and drawing for the next 20 years to express her feelings about losing her family. She is the author of Squirrel and Oak, A Story of Hope. Welcome to the show, Megan. Really good to be here. Hi. Hi, Megan. It's great to have you on from Texas. Yes. That's great. <laughs> well, Megan, you're one of our authors, too. Yes, a new author. Yeah, so you can go to the Open to Hope site and read some of Megan's work. Well, Megan, gosh, you lost your mother and your brother within a month of each other at age 19. How did that happen? Um, well, my mother uh, was uh, diagnosed with a, a very aggressive form of leukemia. Mm-hmm. And I died within eight months of her diagnosis, and uh, three weeks later, my brother was killed in a car accident. Wow! Oh my gosh! Awful, Megan. Yeah. yeah. So it, of course, changed the course of my life. And um, one of the, the the on my website, I put posted some of my pictures. We were talking earlier about it. I realized early on I kind of had a knack for taking how I felt about those um, situations and making them into visual images. And that's, it just started really randomly in a visual journal that I kept. And um, Now, did you have um, any special teacher? Um, your mom was no. a high school no, teacher. My mom was a high school English teacher, so I loved writing. And But my, my hobby was drawing. I just enjoyed to do it. And, you know, Megan, I've noticed when working with teens, drawing and journaling is very therapeutic for them. Very much so. Um, It's one of the few places where you can really be free and not have someone over your shoulder telling you how to do something. Um, Because some of my early images are are quite intense um, Mm -hmm. because there's intense emotions that, of course, accompany grief and sudden loss. And... um, it, it, I didn't have therapy, but I drew, and it ended up being my therapy quite by exactly. coincidence. It was just one of those funny things that happened. And here I am 20 years later drawing very different images and painting more inspiring pictures, but it was definitely a process. Which shows how your grief has progressed over the years and how it's changed. Exactly. I didn't know that I was documenting a, a bereavement process. I, mm-hmm. did, I had no idea. I just knew that... Um, and now looking back, that the images change as my my heart changed. Now, initially, did you share your images with people, or were they something that you just kept for no. yourself? Oh, no, no. <laughs> you kept <laughs> even them. now, you kept it's them. just been very recently that I've had um, the trust to show them to other people because they're so personal and, mm-hmm. and intense. Um because, again, the emotions are so intense. I was just thinking, Megan, that would make a wonderful book, A Journey mm-hmm. Through Grief. Yeah. With an image. I love that idea. It'd be, you know, I, that, that's in the back of my head. I, I'm planning my first real gallery show, um, working with a, a grief center here in Austin um, called My Healing Place. 
and they would like to have a gallery show with that exact idea in mind, that, that there's a process that can be seen visually. Well, Heidi, I'm just sitting here looking at uh, Megan's book, and on my, the screen of my computer, it's, the pictures are so beautiful. You're going to love looking at the pictures of the book on the web. It's, it's fa- fabulous as well as it's going to make you want to get her book and, and mom i love the way you know we my mom and i read the book to each other before the show again and i love the way it reads because it's very poetic oh. also and Thanks. i love the storyline and we'll talk more about how you kind of talk about continuing bonds throughout the book which is wonderful mm-hmm. and before we do that heidi you had a question you wanted to ask her I did. I'm just so struck, and I can't get it out of my head, Megan, and I know our listeners, most of them can't either, by the fact that you lost your mother and your brother within a three-week period. That is so overwhelming when I hear that, and I'm just wondering, how did you survive that? (laughs) That's a really good question. Um, I think I survived it with a strange, crazy hope that I always somehow was placed inside of me young um, that I wasn't going to let something so sad be the end of me, (laughs) Mm, (laughs) you know. And that's how Squirrel and Oak came about, you know, 22 years later, is this, when you lose a person in your life, there's, there's a strange guidance that takes over. I mean, it's this otherworldly existence, as you know, that kind of starts to happen, and it's a transformation. And I felt like I was never left without some sort of guiding light through it all, even though they were the darkest days, those first few years, you know, following. Mm -hmm. I think I stayed in that that shock stage for a few years. Um, Mm -hmm. That's interesting for the first few years, and I think it's important for our audience to hear that out there. She's not saying the first two days, the first two weeks, and the world thinks that we're supposed to, you know, it's been a month, my goodness. Oh, heck, it's been a year. People will say it's been a whole year, or it's even been two years, and that's a really big message I would like to send out. Um, Everybody has their own time, and the Take it, it's a transformational process that's a forever thing. It's for the rest of your life you change. Um, and but like, like the, the story, it's not a hopeless change. Not at all. In fact, you you tend to you, you because you go into such a dark place after the loss. There's nowhere else to go but the light. Um, that's a huge symbol for me as an artist and as a person. Is that I always thought anything that feels light or has a quality of light is probably the right direction because I felt so dark. Um, in Squirrel and Oak, that's part of the one of the themes is that the the squirrel goes through the, basically the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross grief steps, and there's a place where she's very very dark and asking all these questions and whether and she was living in the oak tree and the oak tree dies exactly um which i thought was so symbolic because you are living within this family exactly this family and then then the family you knew basically dies when when this happens and and i like how with that in mind mom that the the oak tree says look i have roots i'm not going to leave right and the squirrel believes that this tree will never leave the squirrel but yet the tree leaves yes Quite abruptly, the squirrel, mm-hmm. uh, the the tree leaves, 
and that's part of it too because death is shocking and if you it make it if you can make it through that shock um there is hope there is light just follow the light follow your heart that was a big theme through the book is um we can't see these people that we love anymore we can't see them with our physical eyes we actually do have to feel them with our hearts they're you know that's a very different way of perceiving our loved ones. And, and I love the very last page, and it, it talks about, you know, they are alive inside of our hearts forever, and I love that heart. And then that saying on the very last page, it's so beautiful. It's such a great way to end the book. Thank you. I really wanted something that could be could walk with a child through the grief process from beginning to end, and that there is hope on the other side, there, it is a process and a journey, and you're not alone in that journey, because grief can feel very tricky. You feel quite isolated, and um, the minute you reach out, you hear other people's stories, and it makes you feel less alone. And that's what we all need. Well, and I like this book because often when you talk to children about death using people, it's yeah. scary and children shut down. But when you're talking about death using the death of a tree and a squirrel in their relationship. I think staying in that metaphor, kids are a lot more likely to open up and talk. And so yes. for those of you listening, if you have children out there and you want to kind of open up the communication around loss, please get this book because this book will do it. Thank you, Heidi, because that's ex- you, you hit it right on the head. I really wanted something that children could you know, physically hold on to. It's a book, but it's a story about someone else, about a squirrel, it's not them personally. They can be um, a little bit removed from the process mm-hmm. and yet at the same time very much identify with the character. Now talk about the art program that you've got to go with it. Well, I've developed a a supplementary art program because I'm an art teacher. I just couldn't not have an art part portion to the book. And basically I use the heart template and I teach... Um, teach how to how to make light as an artist there's you know art techniques to create light and i thought what would be a, a nice reminder of the experience the children go home with a picture of light in their heart um highly symbolic um doesn't necessarily focus on the the darker parts of grief but it focuses on the light part so we talk about our hearts a lot, and there's a line in the book. Um, it's something like, um, "Now my now my eye now my heart feels what my eyes cannot see." And as I said before, when we lose someone, we can't see them anymore. But it doesn't mean we can't connect with our hearts to them. Um, and so I really wanted to focus on the feeling part instead of the thinking part. Now, I wanted to ask you, did you have other siblings? I have an older brother, uh-huh. yes. Has he connected with you through all this? No. No. Um, we're not. We're, we, you know, we talk for holidays, but he was a little older than I am, and for some reason we grieved very differently. And mm-hmm. so, no, that was um, what Heidi mentioned earlier. When I lost my mother and brother, it, the family system broke down. It was a, a breaking up of the family. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I felt a bit like a lone wolf since this experience. And well, and, well, it was interesting hearing Tom Golden on Monday talk about how different 
boys and girls and men and women grieve. Definitely. You know, yes. and, and women tend to reach out to others and want these connections through talking and verbal, verbalizing, and men are doers, and mm-hmm. it was just interesting hearing the difference. Yes, and he was a little older and married and, and had a family, and I was yeah. still a teenager, so c- kind of at different places in our life, and that's important, too. You know, And you were probably there for your dad, too, I would assume. Well, that's it. Um, I definitely turned to take care of my father. Um, that's his <laughs> it's a whole thing, other right, story. Um, but he mm-hmm. suffered from mental illness. Mm-hmm. So after the loss of my mother and brother, it just was a, a roller coaster um, for him emotionally. And so I kind of became a bit of a parent mm-hmm. as well as a lost child <laughs> at the same time. So, so Megan, when people strange. out there, when parents out there worry that their teenager's life is going to be destroyed because they've had the death of a sibling or the death of a parent, what would you say to those parents that are listening about that statement? My teen life is going to be destroyed. It is not going to be destroyed. It is this, I believe that those will be the seeds to a future success of somehow. I do believe that things somehow... Um, happen for a reason to lead us to something we would have never dreamed of. Um, for I've often thought, had my mother not passed away, I would never have left the Northeast, for example. I grew up in Vermont, and um, all of my family and friends are there. But when I lost my family, my family unit, I ended up embarking on this whole other life I could have never imagined. Um, is it better, worse, I don't know about that, it's it's just what it is. So let let grief and um, lead you to hope, and that hope, it leads you to seeds you'll never imagine, a life that you'll never imagine. Wow, Linda, that's wonderful. I mean, excuse me, Megan, um, that is wonderful. And on that note, uh, we're going to have to close the show, and give us your website again for everyone. Absolutely. It's www.artbymap.com dot com m a p my initials and uh, you can also find it at Google Squirrel and Oak the book it that's should... great and we would highly recommend it wouldn't we Hyde yeah absolutely it's a fabulous book and I think your kids will really really it's a story of hope and I think your kids will resonate with it it's wonderful thank you Megan thank, thank you. you you have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.